Bring me, pass me the ball. Pass me the cup. Pass me the, pass me the ball. Give me the ball. I'll hit the game winner. You know? Pass, pass me the ball. Baby, believe in me. Give me the ball. Pass me the cup. Give me the ball. Pass me the ball. Pass me the ball. I am the dunk master. All right. Let's think of some uh, predictions. Let's think of some Wall Street. Bets. I had some. I had. I had. A, I had written down some predictions, and they're all horseshit. It's the year is 2021, and James. I didn't even. I thought that video games were for rich people. I thought that I said to myself, "You can't just play video games." Rich people get to play video games. Rich people get to play five to ten video games. As many video games as they want for some people who are really rich. Write down a big prediction. I got big predictions. This is the prediction podcast. Oh. For me, I thought that that rich that only rich people were able to play video games, but I had the money to play video games all along. So I realized I could buy five video games. I could buy ten, ten video games. I could buy eight video games. There's not a limit. It doesn't have to be. Just because you're not rich doesn't mean that you can't get into video games. And that's the lie that we've been fed the entire time. What a what a wild what a wild world. What a wacky What a, what an animal world. crossing wild world. I don't know if I'm ready. I have to type out predictions. I'm recording. I'm that I that's why uh, I I use a, a moleskin journal and then mm. that way I don't have to worry about it to click clack. I have such a good prediction, but I need more. Um let me think about this. Your prediction is AMC? I I just don't I I don't feel comfortable making predictions because 2020 was such an unpredictable monster that what could possibly happen in 2021 nothing the end of the world let's 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 talk let's wrap here turn the chair around i'm turning the chair around i'm sitting coach style okay this is this is coach i'm writing coach and i'm saying listen yes i know you thought that stocks were for only the mega elite, but it turns out that you too can be a moron. You too can invest in in gambling, which is no different than gambling. Uh, friend of the show, uh, Kevin Klein. Uh, let me let me let me read you verbatim what what he said, since I think you're gonna find this interesting. Interesting. Inter- interesting. Very interesting. He says about uh. Wall Street bets and uh, the GameStop stock. I talk about this daily with my friend Lewis. He hates this whole thing, thinks it is making a mockery of the system. Yeah, it is. To which I replied, fuck the system. Yeah. Because the system is shit, right? And uh, they went after the wrong group of... The hedge funds went after gamers. You can't hold Big gamers mistake. down. You think you can hold gamers down? Big mistake. Because you know what, you know what happens thing, when you hold gamers down? They level up. Because if there's one thing that gamers are willing to do, it's sit in one place for hours and hours until the job gets done. They'll hold. They'll shitpost. They will spam. They will get people excited about GameStop. Yeah. Uh, and who knows uh, how relevant any of this will be by the time that we um, post this. Oh, I'm right? looking at my Robin Hood and we all tanked. It's all down. Really? It's all down. Nah, it's all true. down. Life savings pissed away. So what I did is I put my stimulus check in on, on uh, games. Okay. I, and I did that yesterday. I did that before everyone was in on it. That Wasn't and that when I, everyone was in? Like, everyone's been on it on a couple days, I think, right? It exploded yesterday. 
but yesterday you could buy it for under a hundred. How much did you make? Uh, I don't want to say, but I'm doing all right. You know, I'm doing well for myself. Wow, what a dick. I'm, 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 I'm making waves out here. Not with AMC. <laughs> I'll tell you that. No, AMC is not helping me AMC, out. AMC, I'm up, I'm up two dollars. You can't keep gamers down because the one thing that gamers know how to do is they know how to make some bets. And that's what we're doing on this podcast. I think that it's um, uh, very timely for us to be doing our predictions podcast. Uh, first podcast of the year. of the. Um, we're doing the predictions podcast. Didn't we, we, didn't we actually already Wall do the, the first half of the pod, the second half of the podcast in the new year? Yes. Okay. But well. let's, let's ignore that. Okay. This is the big. This is the big first podcast. All right. This is this is what the people get excited for in the new year. I'm excited. They they come in and they say, "New year, new me. What's up with WTDG?" You know. Yep, that rhymes. That checks out. So I'm here to talk to you about the hottest and freshest gossip of what's going to happen in 2021 with video games. Goss and me maybe up somewhere else. Goss me up, Ryan. Right, goss so, me. Let me let me see uh, how many predictions here that I've got. I've got one, two, three, four, five. You can hear the pages. See, I've got six six predictions. You'll be cl- clipping and clapping, and I, I got a page six, turning. Six general gaming predictions, two Kirby related predictions, and then two non gaming predictions. How does that sound? Okay, go ahead. All right. Well, so. Can I, can I, I'll, I'll do my beginning? first because got? my first I'll do my first um I had a couple and I feel like I should have been th- I should have been writing some more of these down but my first is a lazy one I think there's gonna be a riot client Ooh, it's a lazy a one I think that client. there should be a riot game client I think we're also past that point it really should happen I don't know uh I, I think that it actually is weirdly enough more of a long shot even though it think even though you'd think it would be a layup I think it's a long shot because Riot is really weird about clients. To be honest, mm. they're very, very weird about clients. Like the league client, the, the whole system is bizarre. I mean, yeah, with the way that like league, when you play League of Legends and you open the game up, there's like this interface that like is happening during like when you're shopping, when you're queuing up, when you're selecting champions. But then when the actual game opens up, it launches a separate client. Yeah, and it, it feels so old like it just it's, feels it's ridiculously old yeah like so arcane like you wouldn't notice this like if you're playing valorant valorant you open up valorant and then or legend, it, of, Runeterra. Or legend of runeterra or uh it's actually not true for tft but but um because tft is inside of the league client as well but like valorant you you open it up and then you're inside of valorant and that's where you do all your 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 shopping and looking at the very minimal amount of stat tracking that they have which is insane and then queuing up for a match, and League gets so weird. And I don't know if I wonder if they can ever get it right. Uh, yeah, like, but I, I bet. But I, I I would think that there's a ch- like I, I and I wonder if they would never want to do it based on that that exact reason. Like maybe they would never want to have a client because you already have a death like like it maybe just works out better for them to have a desktop icon for Valorant and just and for um, Runeterra and just launch those separate of it rather than doing a client because they are doing that well with with league even at the moment uh i wonder how much it would take you'd think that at some point they'd want to like i i would i would think that at some point maybe after or around wild rift uh they would 
I, I don't know on the back end how much is this effort this is, but at some point they they would make a complete league like like put the client in to the actual game, and that way they would be able to show 3D skins and and models and stuff. Which it's insane to me. Yeah. Because we, we came at that back. Point also, they got to start doing the crossovers, right? Yeah. Let me let me throw out that. Uh, how's this for a prediction? Riot Games crossover. What I'm saying is play a spike rush and get a skin in League of Legends. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that may I mean I mean I would think that would make sense. And it's weird how how they were like we don't, we're not going to have any uh league or Valorant crossover and then there's like the scuttle. Did they say that? Is that a thing? They that said they that. Said? They they said that they didn't want to have anything really related to league, but then they have the scuttle crab in split. And I think they have some other minor references. But let me let me hit you with this prediction. League of Legends fighting game releases 2021. League of Legends fighting game releases. Maybe it's an alpha, maybe it's in beta, but it's playable this year and it's the only good fighting game that has ever come out. That I've that I've been waiting for. That I I'm, I'm really excited for a future League of Legends the future League of Legends fighting game. And I do think there's a chance that it could come out in maybe late late in the year, maybe November and it's amazing and there's like five or six characters but it's very it's very early here's the thing by the time that they the time that they they first mentioned project a to when people could play valorant it wasn't that long an amount of time yeah so and you'd think a fighting game would actually require a little bit less and you know i could take it a step further and i could say uh they announce it and release it at worlds oh yeah that would be a cool thing. Yeah. Sometimes they, do, I, I feel like they're not the type that does that. Like Val, like Valve actually have done, has done, has done that. But I feel that League isn't the type to sometimes cross their streams in such a way. But it is, it is League related, so could be. How about this? While we're on the League of Legends kick, Valorant character skin. They said it wouldn't happen, but I'm here to tell you, Valorant character skin. Yeah, I could totally imagine that happening. I've, I could totally imagine that happening from the beginning. I don't think that the more that we play Valorant the more that I could actually understand that. I think that in the beginning of Valorant, I thought that that would, that would destroy some sort of competitive integrity. But I, I don't think that even at this level of, uh, even like uh, thousands thousands of hours in, I guess, um, I, I I don't in the moment think, oh, there's a Killjoy and there's a Reyna. I need to kill the Reyna first. Like you just kind of, you, like you, you the, the kill who you have. The characters have very little mid-fight. Right? Yeah. Like, like, it's not like someone is like, oh, man, I have to know that Jet is going to... Like, the only time is like, oh, it's Jet, so she's going to dash. Yeah. And, and it's also crazy because, like, in League of Legends, character readability, I would argue, is actually more important than in Valorant. To yeah, de- a, a thousand... No, actually, a thousand percent, because in inside of a team fight, like, it, th- this is this is actually, like, n- not even... It, it's the, the biggest proof that, that it's hard to talk about character readability because you can get messy team fights in league of legends and a team fight in a game and an entire season and an entire year of a of a uh league of legends team can be entirely on the back of that assassin getting on the enemy 80 carry knowing exactly through the mess who what what enemy he has to pick because if he ults the wrong enemy or just clicks on the wrong enemy then that's it but i don't really notice that being a big problem and you especially as you like the game is is slower to start and you even if you haven't seen a skin before you have time to know what who you're targeting so i don't think that 
I, I don't think that that skins would really ruin it. I, I as in, in Valorant, when you see an enemy, they're kind of covered in a red sheen, and as long as that's the case, there there shouldn't really be yeah a, a, a that, moment of confusion. Though, in in Valorant, you never see your character. Yeah, um, which does make the idea of having skins. A little less interesting. I don't think. I, I mean, I, that hasn't stopped developers in the past, has it? At all? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, say one, it has. One thing that was kind of cool in um, Modern Warfare 2019, the uh, best Call of Duty game of all time, is your character would get like watches, and the watches would track stats. And I actually think that that would be a pretty cool addition to Valorant. Oh, you could like look at the watch mid-game. Yeah, and like see stats on it. Okay. I, I I just want stats in the game at all. I just yeah. want stats on the client. Oh, yeah, I, that would be I, nice. How about like a nice robust? Uh, I, I I mean, I'm not willing to say that as a prediction. I I want a replay system. I want some better stat tracking in inside of the game. I wonder. Can I hit you with an, yeah. I wonder yeah. when they will will do more uh, with the the Valorant uh, client and stat tracking. I feel like I I was ex- kind of expecting it with the new episode. Hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I could understand why you would think that, but the last the the announcement and like the release of this new episode has been uh, pretty much nothing. Like it was extre- like there was nothing that that said like this is the next chapter of Valorant. Yeah, right? yeah versus so the old chapter. I was kind of expecting more. I was expecting that that would be the time that they would plan a bunch of kind of tweaks to the game. You know, like and the icebox. It I, I guess it was supposed to be big in that it was going to be icebox plus Yoru. And Icebox came earlier, so it did kind of take the wind out of the uh, episode two sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, it's better to have this, the the map earlier. I think there's no reason not to have the map earlier and just start, because then they get, they get more time to work on it and pro play gets better overall. Um, so. Sure. Uh, let me hit you with another one. Um, we'll we'll keep it in the in the family, right? So, a new Nintendo Switch model is announced and released this year. Yeah, I was I was going to say that one. I was going to say Wild, that. Like a, Wild uh, Rift is announced and releases on Switch and it explodes. Oh wow. That yeah. that I didn't know. Uh, but yeah, I did I do think that there's going to be a Switch 1.5 this year. Mhm. I was and thinking I think that they're release and... Wild Rift on it. It could be. If it can run on a phone, it can. But run also, on are, are, didn't Switch, didn't right? Nintendo recently move to a paid uh, online system? Um yeah, I guess they it did. It seems like but, it might be that but not might be a negative. Fortnite, right? Not for Fortnite. Not for Fortnite, you say, huh? Not for Fortnite. Not for, for those free to play for free to play games that you don't really you don't need a subscription, I believe. Okay, so maybe Wild Rift will be fine. Mm-hmm. It is so weird that Wild Rift is going to have uh, again that Wild Rift will be and they made it from the ground up. I, I wonder if there's any chance that they will reverse port. The game, I guess, no chance because they, they they're not reporting all the characters over, and it would probably probably require way too much work. Um, but it's weird that that the uh, the phone client and uh, console clients will have uh, like in-game skins and all this kind of like awesome uh, 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 menus where where you get to see the characters come out and do an animation, and then a skin uh, changes and has like a, a unique animation that they like pop onto the screen and kind of display why the skin is, the skin is so cool or unique and none of that is in leak. I think that they will learn from Wild Rift. I, I think that they're probably really enjoying the fact that they have a, 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 I guess like a wholly new like engine that is free of all technical debt. Mm-hmm. 
they could just build that out. Um, what else you got? You got anything, any other spicy predictions? I guess staying on the uh, Riot for the time being, um, I, I think that there's going to be some cool Valorant characters. I think that one Valorant character will make uh, Ryan Galloway quit Valorant. Uh, I think that character will have some sort of sword or something, and it'll probably be able to like clip through walls, and there'll be tons of bullshit kills where uh, the enemy is on the other side of a kind of um, thin wall, and the sword character just slashes, and uh, and the 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 arc of the sword kind of just is is uh, just go, goes and clips through walls and can get these these goofy ass kills or or chip damage. I think that they might be have a character that places down an explosive barrel. Um, I know that they need to add you mean a gangplank. Yeah, something basically like a gangplank where it would be an explosive barrel and it would take time to uh, to tick up to be actually like do damage and it would have probably have to have like a timer or something ticking to make people aware on site where it kind of is without just being surprised by it. I think that they will add a character that has like a bomb RC car or something like that because they No, 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 I, no. I do, no, I still no. did think that they uh-uh. will do that. No. I mean this is my prediction. That I don't believe, but okay. Um, and a character that uh, they they need to add another smoke, and they don't like they like to add things, but not add the exact same thing. So I wonder if they'll have a character that maybe their smoke works similar to like Yoru's teleport, where it's something that travels on the ground and lays out a smoke. So it's something that they would throw out, and it would go for a determined amount of time and lay down uh, a line of smoke. Um, and I think they might, they'll, pre- they, they will maybe add a character. Uh, I, I, I think they actually won't add a character that throws an actual smoke grenade. Cause I think that it would be too much to ask from, they would think that it would be too much to ask from the community because, uh, other characters that. Oh, I think that people would just find it like not useful. Like, do you really think that that character could be useful compared to like a character that can just like make smokes fall out of the sky or instantly create a smoke across the map it would depend on how the smoke works if it's a huge smoke or if it's a smoke that works i think i think that this year we'll see a character that has a smoke that works that uses the viper ultimate technology where the smoke will um uh change its shape depending on the terrain and that could be very powerful like certain setups could make it so that it it blocks off multiple lines of sight for a little while um, so I, th- I think that there there's a chance of something like that, but I but I would think that that again like it 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 might not happen uh, just based okay. on 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 that requiring a lot of practice beforehand to even use one of the most basic uh, tools in the character's arsenal. I think they might care. I, w- I was thinking it would be cool if there was a character that uh, could see through smoke but was visible while they were doing it. So if they were inside of smoke, then it, they would show themselves. Um, but I'm excited for different characters. So of course I'm just thinking of a different. Uh, character designs and maybe they'll right. be a, and i i think there's going to be a uh, jungle map that would be nice yeah that would Some, be cool. they, something with um a lot of green a jungle or a forest that would be cool um any other riot related predictions before i move on um no i think that, that isn't that uh the the riot rpg is coming out this year i think that uh we'll people will will like that uh speaking of which i do have this one a new mmo shows up and people get really into it I don't know. Um, it's a little vague, right? But yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. vague. It's got a little bit of intrigue to it. I've been wanting. I, you know what's crazy is you could have uh, you could do that exact um, prediction uh, about a decade running, and I feel like we actually have on prediction podcast said that uh, we because we I think we've always. I don't know if I have, I think that this this is the year 
that a new MMO rears its ugly head. I think we've always said uh, that the uh, the landscape is perfect for an amazing MMO. I think that that people who are playing MMOs right now are playing like essentially like 70% or, or this is a ridiculous number, like 70% of what we are capable of now, because so many of the MMOs that are out that are still popular were uh, good at the time and have gone years and years. And, and, and they, they've required, they've acquired so much baggage during that time, so much to just, like you said before, related to, to Riot, so much technical debt. Um, they are so constrained with the initial engine and, there just hasn't been anything in the in the, the last couple of years, in the last five or six years, that has been a, a new MMO that that works with like current generation technology and isn't just I'm, an old MMO that's getting more added to it. And because of it, I, I feel like say, I don't want to say it's the League of Legends MMO. I don't think the still... Legion, I think the League of Legends MMO is is a while out. It's definitely not a 2021. But we know that that is the WoW killer. Right? Yeah, I do feel like that that will be. I, I do feel like that. Like uh, uh, I wonder if if uh, Blizzard at all is uh, sees their mortality in Riot. But yeah, I, I mean, I would be excited for it. Like I, I do want an MMO. I know that they'll do. Um, what is it? New World or something? Like Amazon is coming out with an MMO, and I don't think it actually will be good. I think that it'll it'll have a time. A lot of MMOs have a a short stint in the sun based off of how much uh, people have. Uh, I, I, I think that that uh, WoW Classic and uh, Lich King gave s- millions of people a sort of love and nostalgia for MMOs that has not been uh, satiated since then. That that the MMOs are just this kind of people play them to get back to that original. It's like a, it's like heroin, I guess, of like trying to get that original feeling back. And MMOs have largely been terrible. Um, and that are like these these like you know garbage paint by numbers Korean or Chinese MMOs and uh, I I hope I really hope that 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 there's a new one I do I do think that the Riot one has the has the highest chance of being uh, really good I wonder if it'll ha- if it, it, it is it confirmed that it takes place in the League universe Listen if they want to make money they keep it in the family Yeah but they I think they're doing fine they're doing fine with that over. Valorant. Let me go to Piltover. I don't want to go to Valorant Town. With Valorant, they they. I mean, they're not doing they're not doing it in Valorant Town, but. Yeah, I don't want to go to Valorant Town. I want to go to Piltover and Zon. I want to go to Freljord. Yeah. Do you want to go to Freljord? Don't you want to see what the Shadow Isles is about? Yeah. What's your deal, Diego? What makes you such a ruined king? How's this for a hot? What did you ruin? Pokemon Snap Two comes out. We know this. We know it's coming out. Uh, people will say. This is more Pokemon Snap. This is what we've been asking. However, what they'll realize is they don't like it as much as they thought it did, they would, and that it has too little content. I'm sure that anyone would would, would be expecting anything from Pokemon Snap. Don't they remember the original Pokemon Snap? Pokemon Snap 2 is is going to be what people asked for, but they will not like it. That's what I think. What do you think? That's fair. I don't think that you can make a good Pokemon Snap game. The Pokemon Snap was like half good because of whatever that dumb peripheral. Well, oh no, there wasn't a peripheral for that, was there? There was not, but there was a. Uh... I'm just thinking of Hey You Pikachu, but but Pokemon Snap uh, even then was a, was just such a weird game. I don't think yeah, I don't think that anyone in in uh and I I, I doubt there'll be anything to make it last long or be interesting. It would be like a short little stint. They should probably make that a forty dollar game. Yeah. 
they Path won't. of Exile 2 gets a, rele- a release date this year, 2022. Uh, I'll make predictions for Path of Exile 2 um, in 2022. Uh, so I don't want to get too much into that. Um, here's one. Sea of Thieves, at one point, is in the top 10 of Twitch TV. So it comes back, or a new big streamer. Either there's a big, big patch, or a new streamer shines a light on it. Pokimane says, what's the deal with this game? Let's get out there. Let's get out there and play. Ninja. Ninja quits Valorant for Sea of Thieves, and then Ninja's quits Sea of Thieves. Ninja? Yeah, he's been he's been uh, dipping his toes into League of Legends. Is he, like, so rich that he just gets to... He's just like, oh, I don't really care about about Fortnite and making money anymore. You must know that he is really that rich, right? He really is that rich. Yeah. We should eat Ninja. You know, just despite that, he is not part of the 1%. He's not even... Uh, he's not... He's that rich, but he's not that rich. Ninja's net worth is estimated to be approximately $25 million. Okay. So he's that rich, but he's not that rich. He's not the 1%. He's not that rich. Uh, so those are my base video game predictions. Do you have any others you want to cover? What do you got? Um, I think, uh, there are multiple big mainstream gotchas in, uh, 2020. I think that the mobile market is really, has always been really, uh, uh, like has a, a, a money thirst, a bloodlust for, uh, following in the footsteps of something that's working and, uh, based on the crazy revenue of Genshin Impact and how it, it, it just looks so gorgeous and it captured mainstream attention, uh, I think that there will be uh, uh, big mainstream gotchas. You'll see, uh, you, you have not seen the last uh, gotchas that are trending on Twitch. So I think there'll, there'll be something like that. Who, who do you think is going to make a gotcha? Um, it would be like Ubisoft or something, and it would actually be good. That's the easy it's a, answer. It's a, no, I mean, it's not that easy of an answer. I could go anywhere. I, yeah. I think they are someone that would... They are. They seem like the kind of company that both... They'll make anything. They'll make anything, and they'll put some money behind it. I'm going to say high res. Mm, I don't think high res is generally successful. I don't think that That's they... Okay. they I, I don't think that they're, they're... They won't... If they make a uh, gotcha, make it won't be... They everything. That's yeah, their thing. But it won't be in the top. Everything. It won't be like a big Twitch trending thing. They won't make this. I think that Destiny 2 uh, Witch Queen will be so incredible and people will come back to it, including you. I'll come back to what? To Destiny 2, the Witch King, Mm. the Witch Queen. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, these are predictions, right? How's this? Kirby loves Bravely Default 2. Says it's one of of the only good JRPGs. Wow. Now, Now does that mean I have to get that game? Oh, and and I also have this one. Kirby kickstarts more board games. Oh God! Well, um, that's <laughs> like a curse. That? That's a that's an absolute curse. Because right now, uh, my I I I still have a it. You you know the, the the saying like the the elephant in the room. There's a literal elephant in my room. It's not actually a literal elephant. What is it's it? It's a metaphorical elephant. Okay. It's tainted grail. It's so goddamn big. It's so big. Yeah. It, it's. It's it's about um three feet by two feet. Maybe that's it, big. Yeah, it it it's it's massive. It it's so big, and I cannot figure out what to do. And it, I'm I'm between. You gotta sell that. I, I, yeah, I, like I really do want to play it, but the more I think about it, could I get for out as much space as it takes? I'm, I like I in this economy. I have learned that yeah, in this economy, that I have learned for uh, one thing for for certain about board games, and that was that that when I. It, and, and I bought this 
uh, I paid for this, what was it, 2017 or earlier, 2016, I think. Yeah. It was, it was really long, three or four years ago. Um, and uh, back then, first of all, it, it wasn't too crazy to spend, uh, like, like I, I would basically always have one or two things that I was kickstarting. Um, so, so it would be like maybe one paycheck of like a thousand uh, dollar paycheck. I'm paying like $300, which is way too much for like a ridiculous game like this. I think it was like 250 maybe or less. Um, but, uh, I was also not thinking about, and I, how could I have not thought about the actual physical space that yeah, those that things would occupy? Yeah, that's such a big thing of like, uh, when you buy something, it, it's not just about the, the cost of it. It's about like the physical space space that it's like taking up like that is a that is a cost that you do not assume yeah it's hard it's it's it was really hard to think about that until those started showing up like the it the i i, I was caught up into that um fomo of like you see good games that got kickstarted and everyone bought them and now to buy them you have to buy them from the like secondhand market for exorbitant prices uh so it made me feel like, oh, this 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 looks very good theoretically, and uh, it rarely turned out that way. And especially with the games that are these big, like overblown things, like it, it looks so exciting to to think about Black Rose Wars. Um, it was it, like such a dream, but in in actual practice, a lot of times the games um, there's so many different things. Like like you you. It, it's great to kickstart, you know, like, and feel like you got your money worth with, like, infinite amount of minis. And for s- certain people, I guess it's a totally worse thing. Like, if you're playing, like, a lot of DMD or something, then those minis can mean a lot. Not even just for the game, but for your other hobbies. Um, but we kind of don't. Like, and uh, we don't, we haven't been able to, like, Corona has hurt uh, playing board games, and you might move. So I have even less people to play board like physical board games with to the point where it just it like doesn't make any sense to own some of these and even and tainted grail is like a single player board game for the most part but even then like i feel like i would have to, to make it work is like you'd have to have a table that always had it out because the second yeah. you put it away like like taking it out is a pain uh putting it away would be a pain constantly doing that is is this is like a little bit too much of a hurdle to get over if you if you don't know how long you're going to be playing it for it seems really cool and like it 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 got somewhat good reviews from from some reviewers that I kind of agree with but am I really going to like like with with the way that I spend my time largely like playing video games online with friends am I going to spend 200 300 hours playing this and having this out on a table i don't i would say no and to even justify it with the space i have to sell a billion board games i know and you could just spend hundreds of dollars on microtransactions instead yeah uh let me hit you it really is actually it it, it is actually less stupid to spend hundreds of dollars on microtransactions than it is to buy a board game yeah i mean you'll use them i've been thinking for because because i was having such a uh a revelation with how uh, horrible my board game spending was and how brutal it was to start getting these board games in, in person and just having them stack up and thinking like, God damn, I'm never going to play fucking 80% of these. And some of them are so goddamn expensive and are taking up so much space in my house. I feel like uh, Kickstarter is so, uh, th- so much of the revenue and the largest genre of things that are kickstarted is board games. And, uh, you know, uh, Epic Seven made a board game. I think everyone is kind of 
making a board game because there's so much money in kickstarting board games and i feel like that is a bubble that is going to absolutely collapse i don't like that won't go away forever but i i would much rather kickstart a cute little like 40 50 dollar uh board game from uh a well-established manufacturer like uh letter games or something where you know that they will actually play test it and that it'll actually be a good game um and that it won't take infinite amounts of setup and have overblown like 10 billion minis uh than i would at this point uh kickstarting some of these other games that are just like 40 pounds of plastic and i think that 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 a lot of other people will realize that too i think a lot of other people uh got into board gaming as a hobby and that is what inflated that bubble like people who got into board gaming and saw that they couldn't get a lot of the board games that they wanted without insane prices like a la gloomhaven was probably the 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 thing that caused that for a lot of people that that they wanted to get gloomhaven and they realized they had to play double or triple the price um so they started getting all these board games because they were like i'd rather pay the hundred dollars now than pay two hundred dollars later when i absolutely want this thing and then then most of them just feel like fizzled out um and especially and it's been the amount of years that that original board game uh rise happened that that a lot of people probably got in and have probably been since soured on the whole kickstarter thing so i think that'll that'll collapse soon. all right well then let me hit you with a couple more uh go for 20, it 2021 ends better than 2020 did it looks like it's gonna do that there's a lot of there's a lot of good things happening and finally uh this is the one i'll catch the most flack for nobody nobody wants to believe it's true because nobody wants me to be right but uh, student loan debt is canceled. Could happen. I feel like there's a lot of the, the, the Biden's throwing some pretty rapid stuff out. His plan, his his agenda is a little bit more uh, liberal than it sounded on the the uh, route up to the White House, and I'm very thankful. For- I think it's going to happen, and uh, you know, uh, people have been telling me, uh, "Don't put your eggs in that basket." But I'll tell you this: I sure have. Student loan debt's canceled. My last, at least the, at least the federal ones. My last written down uh, prediction is that. Uh, there will be a good version of Among Us this year. There mm. will be a uh, actually uh, highly produced, very attractive social deduction game. And Blizzard makes it. Nope, no chance, not a chance. Blizzard makes it. Not a chance. But there will be there will be a, a, a social deduction game uh, that works similar to Among Us. It'll probably be like uh, same kind of thing with imposters or someone who's trying who is a traitor. Um, I don't know what the setup will be. It might, no, it might they be... lean more into the werewolf aspect where people have hidden roles. Yeah, that, something could be like that. People playing different classes or something, and uh, and and hidden roles. And it could be something cool that combines. Like maybe I could imagine it almost being something like uh, you're on a ship and you're uh, trying to uh, uh, go go uh, to the new new world. Or how about this? You're you're on a ship. And you're you're trying to travel across the water. And then during the day, you're doing different things. You're trying to complete certain tasks. And someone is a traitor, and they're kind of slowly causing these kind of problems. They're they're putting bugs in the food, and now no one can eat. And they're they're throwing the 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 limes and the lemons overboard. People are getting scurvy. And then during the night someone could go around and kill and then you wake up and you try to do it all and you try to hold and then the people who are good are trying to hold this this ship together something like that something something that works similar to that trying to trying to just uh uh do something i think so let's put all this in a capsule and and see where we end up i think i did we talk about what games we're excited for this year already i feel like we already did that um 
I don't know. I think we kind of glossed over it. I know that it was on the uh, list. I know, right? Um, so uh, I, I was I was also gonna like you know this this is a uh, I did did you finish the giant bomb game of the year? No, I okay. I uh, just started the actual game of the year deliberation. Okay, so maybe we'll we'll talk about what after after I finished. Um, I, I did listen to all the other categories, and I already listened to um d- the does it hang category on day five. Yeah, so I am just starting the game of the year itself. I would say I I think that you in, in our game of the year you you were pretty uh, happy about the year overall. I think that it was a pretty horrible year for games. I think that uh, it was really not up to as good uh, quality as a lot of other years, and that the amount of time that we had to play games and get into some old games is more conflated with the uh, like the virus happening than it is there being actually good games. I think that a lot of games that were that were exciting and supposed to be exciting this year just kind of flopped and uh, uh when you say this year do you mean 2020 2020 and uh so i think that actually uh 2021 uh i think i'm gonna by the end of the year feel actually the same i think that there will not be really uh, a good reason this year i think that the reasons to uh buy the new consoles will come in 2022 i think that uh there will uh, we we will maybe hear about a lot of interesting games um, this year, and they won't come okay. out. Uh, you know, I, I think for a lot of people, Halo is enough. Ugh. I think that I mean, I, I do. I yeah. think Halo is enough for a lot of people. So I think it's going to be a week. I think it's going to be a tepid year for games. I think that we're gonna. I think that by the end of the year, we're gonna be playing a lot of the stuff that we're playing now. I think that we will maybe still be I like playing. The stuff I'm playing I, now. I, I like the stuff I'm playing now. I just think that we'll probably be playing a lot of the exact same. I don't know if we'll be playing uh, new stuff. So speaking of playing the exact same stuff, we've yeah, been playing It's League the of elephant Legends. in the table. We've been it's playing the elephant League in the of room. Legends. Remember League of Legends from 2016, that old game? It, it, was, old it came out before that, right? Well, was it the last time we talked that about it in about earnest it. on this podcast was 2016. So one of the reasons why I had originally uh, left League of Legends is I thought about how I didn't have time for it. But coming back to League of Legends, after having played so much Valorant, I, I, I've been surprised by how quick the games feel. Because a game of League of Legends can end, if you choose, in 15 to 20 minutes. They don't always do. They can go long. But they are shorter than a game of Valorant, which uh, I found, which surprised me. Like Another way to put it is, you can probably finish two games of League of Legends in an hour, but you could never finish two games of Valorant. Yeah, yes. Unless it was, unless, uh, it was forfeited. So it's been interesting because we've been um, onboarding new people. I, I think that I said on the last podcast that my goal of this year is to get people to play League of Legends. And I did slowly do it, little by little. I, I got everyone Yeah, you planted the seed last year, actually. And, and, and uh, the one person that I waited until the very end was Ryan Galloway, right? I waited. I said, leave him. Like, if he doesn't want to play, that's fine. Leave him alone. Uh, don't, don't like, cause Jessica kept like, come on, Ryan play. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. Let him not play. But then I just got everybody else to the point where like, Charlene, I hope I know Galloway doesn't listen to this cast, but I'm sure he would be like, you did not play some grins. Charlene was playing. Jessica was playing. I got, Sean Killian on it. I got Alex on. I got everyone on it. And then at that point, I was like, 
hey, Ryan Galloway, how about you join us? But but yeah, so even he's playing it, he learned he's learning it so much faster than everybody else's. Uh, in, in, in in parts, there's some angles like he he's he's certainly picked a, a goofy ass character, Heimer Danger, that uh, wins a lot of the uh, top lane matchups in the kind of weird skill we're playing at where uh, there's a good chance that he's against someone who is there's usually it's I feel like the MMR has or like the matchmaking has generally been fairly good. It feels like it's almost similar teams with like uh, one or two or three kind of newer players that don't really exactly know what they're doing. And then. Uh, two players that uh, have been playing for quite some time, so the games are pretty close. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and for even... the most part, yeah, I've been impressed with the quality of games we're getting. Right? Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, that's what I just said. Been, I definitely feel like it's buyers. it's it's somewhat close. Uh, uh, and they they are really even when like, they, we we had some pretty wild games today where they looked somewhat uh, uh, like they were circling the drain, but uh, we got back in. Uh, thanks to just some good team fights and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I, I guess I've also been like surprised by the riding a bike situation, right? By the idea of like these skills have never left me, and it's interesting because you know, as much as we like to talk about the fact that league is like this encyclopedia that you have to study, there is something intuitive about wave management when because when you really start thinking about it of like if i push a wave this will happen and if i freeze a wave this will happen and if the enemy backs i want to push to the turret so they lose experience and it's all of the stuff that makes sense as soon as you hear it so the only thing that you really have to do is commit it to memory and once you have it committed to memory like we do uh it just sort of bubbles back up to the surface as soon as we start replaying it right yeah it, uh, you know, you know, uh, on that exact topic, uh, one thing I really do appreciate about appreciate about League is that largely I I don't uh, I feel like my skill in League um, is is uh, is consistent and that I can uh, constantly produce the the results uh, that I want. Like I know about how good I am and about how much CS I should have as different characters and then I'm, I'm pretty consistent overall and even a bad game uh isn't so bad it isn't like 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 wow i i, I don't even know what i'm doing um and, and in valorant it, it has always frustrated me that just there's sometimes where i just can't aim and i'm always making the wrong choice and it kind of is frustrating to end up playing a game for sometimes hours at a time and not feel like any of the rounds you really had displayed the kind of skills you were working on working for or the all the time you spent in aim lab you know what i mean and it's, it's been pretty cool to play sure. league because i i feel like i have some a, a fair amount of control in most games I, like i most of the time have like a really high kd there's yeah. some games where i like i just get to to go ahead and just win or you get to go ahead and win or something you know like that's a good you feeling i got master e right yeah well i t- today on on uh, the young swain i had the highest kd what did you think of Swain? So Swain was one of the characters that when I came back to League, I was immediately impressed by. Because I remembered uh, back in the day, him being one of the characters who I didn't buy because I didn't care about him. Because he just seemed so uninteresting. But now, uh, I find him really exciting. Yeah, he's really, really exciting. There's some cool things that they've added uh, in this game, certainly. there's a, I mean, it's, it's it's been a long time since we've talked about League. So there's a uh, ton to talk about i think that overall i really like the current balance of characters uh there's uh, a uh just they they've done a 
commendable job um, balancing characters and lanes to the point where there's some good uh, choice. And especially in the in the kind of uh, MMR we're playing is like there's infinite choice. Like you really could do way more than uh, than than like just than what feels like the, there's options. You could do you could play so many different things. Um, and there's so many different characters now also that mean that that just the slightest trivial differences in characters like there's there's something for everybody there's a there's an aesthetic for everybody a a character that both matches their aesthetic and their play style um i would say one of the biggest areas that has been improved since our last time of playing league is how fun it is to play support uh support was when we were playing um easily the most looked down upon role uh it was people used to uh jump into ranked games and shout out you know like mid top uh bot and for the largely people would respect whoever got it first it's just that was that used to be the old old system before like uh role queuing and stuff like that um but support it was it was difficult usually or it's the least common to have people maining um, support was usually the thing that you got filled at, like you were the last to call a role or someone called the role that you wanted beforehand and you were forced into being a support. Um, and there are so many, it's the, it's definitely the most diverse role right now with how many characters can support. And they still have those characters that, uh, you know, are a little bit backseat like, uh, Sona uh or nami that like they they can make plays certainly but they are making plays to set up for um the carries and then they have characters that are carries they have characters they have anything they have character for anyone i can't even believe they, they have a character senna that is a super fun to play character that that is an 80 carry that is a support and like yeah. she has a kit like it's wild that she has a kit where she can uh, kind of cs she can get some money from her uh lane partner getting kills too um and yeah. uh you have all these uh useful helpful team abilities but you can just lay a lot of damage down and you're going to build as basically an 80 carry so there's the, the, the it, yeah for me when i saw senna and and just I, I had a game where i was like the the top kd on senna and it was that was really a crazy moment to just realize like so they have AP carries as support. They have AD carries as support. Which I think it's even more insane because then you have a, a duo. You basically have a duo AD yeah, carry how lane. How about this? An assassin as a support. So Pike, yeah, Pike is an assassin, and his ultimate is he executes low health enemies, and it, it's a reset execute that gives full kill gold to both him and an ally who assists. So he's literally assassinating people as a support and and giving the gold. Not only to himself, but also to the carry. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, so it's so so it's. Uh, I feel like all the roles are in these uh, so yeah. these these fun positions. Like like you and, you get so much choice now, and the, and then the support really was, I think, the last breaking point of the game. Of like, it's fun to mid lane and be the the quarterback. It's fun to AD carry and be you know the like the backbone of the team's damage. It's fun to be the tank in the top lane and and make be a big playmaker and stuff. And it's fun to be jungle too because yeah. you get to kind of be all over the place and setting and up in, for everybody. And in LCS now, they're actually putting uh, mages in the bot lane and moving, you know, some of the AD into assassins. So one thing that I always thought was weird is it's like, well, if you have an AD mid like Yasuo, then what do you do about magic damage? And it, it seems like finally they've facilitated it to where you could put Ziggs as the AP carry in the bot lane. 
you could play Seraphine as an AP carry in the bot lane and have someone support them. And uh, it's it's a it's a good future where League of Legends has just become more flexible. And I feel like I can just kind of choose my character and then figure out like what I want to do with them. Yeah. Uh, but it's also a situation where it's just like, I want to be flexing roles. Like I want to try out characters in top. I want to try out the new characters that I haven't played. Like uh, I want to jungle and play Ivern. I want to go top and check out Kled. Uh, it's a lot of exciting stuff. You yeah, know? I want to play a Kali mid. And so many good skins. Wow. Yeah, that was one of the other things. Is like, uh, like I, I, I it, it, it was somewhat of a uh, kid in a candy shop to come back and have loved League for as long as I, I have. Come back and be enjoying League again, and then to look at these characters that I have like more like th there's characters in league that I, I i i knew that this was true and this is something that I, had, I had always kind of thought about like with with going back to league i, I didn't want to go back because uh my, a little bit different than you um not just the amount of time it takes and how much it fucking sucks to have someone tanking your your game like uh you have like we actually played two games in a row of league where we had levers and afk and and like feeding and shit with it and like that just ruins your and it was crazy because we were a four stack yeah both so how right? do you so there was literally one random and that one random both times was uh not showing up yeah so that's a part one of them was 11 like I, I was giving this person like advice on exactly what to do like play the character you're playing, stay back, heal, do this. And then they didn't do any of it. I was under the impression that they were a bot. And then after the game, we found like they messaged one of us and was like, I'm 11. I don't know what's happening. I'm sad. Okay. I mean, <laughs> and I felt kind of bad about it, but it was like, just listen then. Like, if you don't know what you're doing, just listen. Yeah. I had a whole thing. I actually, I don't think you were in the, the, the room at the time, but I don't feel bad for any 11-year-old. If you're 11, you have infinite time. In half the year, you don't even work. You ha The only thing you have to do is go to school, which is easier. And I, I don't want to hear from people that, like, that is more difficult than work because people, like, like people are, we're working. And we went to school. I remember what it was like. It's not as hard. And when you're 11, you, you like, you learn stuff quicker. You pick up on skills quicker. You, your, your muscle memory, your, um, your, uh, Reaction times are much quicker. Uh, you have you just you also have infinite time every day. Like you you, it's insane how much extra free time you have. So I don't feel sorry for eleven year olds. Look at eleven year olds who who are playing Fortnite. They can build houses like architects. Just like that. Like that. So so I don't feel sorry for you saying you're eleven. Makes if if someone was like I'm forty and I got a kid. Can you just can you bear with me? I'm I'm trying to play this game and I'm forty and I have a kid. The kid is crying in the other room and I just wanted one fucking second of peace to play this fucking game that I've heard everyone likes. Then I would actually say, all right, okay, you go to work, you come home and it's also work. You know, you're I respect pay, that. you're paying the bills by uh, I the, the tooth all of, of your 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 it's 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 by the, the skinnier tooth. That you're getting by, and then I'm going to come here, and this is the one, you get a chance to play League once a week, and here it is, and I'm gonna, I'm not going to be the one to flame you. You do what you got to do. Shut up. You, I'll shut up. You do what you got to do. If you want to, if, if, if you're having fun, then go feed. If you're 11, go fuck yourself, 11 year old. Come on. You can do whatever you want. You should be able to, like, you, you had half during summer, you don't even have anything to do. And you it's don't even have any stocks. It's, you don't, you have, don't have, to, have stocks. You, you don't have to monitor Robin It's coronavirus it's, times. You have even less to do. You don't even commute hour. to school anymore. The teachers don't know what's going on. 
You can do anything you want. Your parents, you know that, your parents won't even like. Your parents aren't even saying go outside. They're saying stay inside. It's Corona times. You have infinite time. What are you doing? How are you worse at a video game than me? I have a job. I'm old. You should be better. That's not That's an excuse. True. Eleven. You know you should be better than me. All of this is true. I actually stopped playing uh, League because of those kind of things. Because we also, uh, it, it was it, too many randoms. Also, uh, like we, it, it's been really fun playing these games with a full stack of people. It's not even really about the coordination, but it's about knowing that I can go into the game and that I can make a mistake and that people aren't going to even that, like. It, 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 I can't. I've been playing games for so long in my life, and it still does kind of frustrate me or just give me a little bit of anxiety to make a mistake or even sometimes to not make a mistake, to do the right thing and then be called out by it and have to argue with someone online. Like, this is yeah. why I... And League, League was horrible with this, by the way, because... It, oh, you know, yeah. Like, it, you would... People, why was the most typed... Quite, like, it's the thing that people type more than anything else in League is why. Like, like this, this, like, this why is... Why did this you is, do that? Why did how, you do this? How many hundreds... I, I was looking at... I, I, I was only looking at blind pick, blind pick on League. And blind pick, I have 704 around approximately 740 wins and like 700 losses that's blind pick it's not even a fucking mode that i play like i played tons and tons of ranked i played tons and tons of draft i don't even play blind pick and blind pick i have like i have 1400 games right so so i've played a ton of a ton of league how many times has it happened has has this happened to you where you're in the lane you're farming you don't want to gank the jungler comes up you're like please don't and then they come over and then your your lane opponent kind of turns on them or your, your jungler goes too hard and they get killed by the turret and they blame you and they're like why why what, what were you doing and i it's like i you didn't see like you didn't see this was a bad idea I, I wasn't in position to do it. I, I told you my ult was down. I told you don't dive. This character is good at, can stun you under tur turret. You should have known these things. It's not, don't why me. Like you made the mistake. And having to like, not having some, the people who are always like not on the same page as you is just, is just infuriating. Yeah. And it was also the thing about the support. It was also that like, you rarely got the role you wanted and a lot of times it, it just to, to, to make there be less friction in my team, I would just always support. And I didn't find it to be such an interesting or fun role at you the time. You could put Swain in there. You could yeah. just put that Swain. But now you, I mean, now you could do whatever you, now you could do whatever you want. I mean, like now you can, now there there's, they've implemented for, uh, since then stuff like roll queue where you largely, you know exactly what you're going to get. Um, and they've, uh, made these roles have a lot more characters, uh, like, and it's not even really about win rates and anything like that. It really is like you could just take so many people mid or top or jungle. And if you if there's something you like, even if it's got a 48% win rate versus the the best that has like a 54% win rate, it's still fine. You could still do that. And the, there's there's so many options. And and then that way you'll be having fun. The you might actually be having fun the entire time, even if you're losing. You know. Yeah, and I have been. I have been losing, and I have been having fun. Yeah. And mostly, it's because I'm trying new things yeah and also like i'm using this program uh blitz gg uh they're not sponsoring the podcast but they should uh but what's cool about them is that uh one of the intimidating things about league for me is figuring out what items to build and what runes to build and blitz gg will as soon as you pick your character and your role it will create the the highest win rate rune page for you so you could go in and tweak it and make the changes or like, well, actually on Misfortune, I prefer Arcane Comet over Electrocute or whatever. But 
you know, maybe you don't want to think about it. So it does it for you. And I think that that's really cool. And I find that really helpful. Yeah, actually going in uh, that there uh, in more recently and around the time that we actually really started playing again, uh, Riot implemented what I, I think is a brilliant, awesome idea. And that is that they have like the shop um, uh, takes into account what your character you're playing and what uh, popular item builds are and also um, items that you should maybe think about versus the other team. If there's an item that hard counters another character, it'll, it'll pop up in the shop. And I really like that because, uh, especially coming back right now, I think that I would probably stick to just general builds. Like, I'm playing an AD carry, I'm just going to build the same weapon every single time because I know that this is, like, a good spike uh, of, of AD. But now uh, you, you don't really have to think about or uh, builds quite as much as you used to because the, the game will recommend uh, items to you. So, so I, I think that that is a, a really strong thing. And it's, it's been something that has taken a lot of the, uh, complexity of the, especially the initial complexity of item builds out of the way. And I noticed that our friends that are new to the game aren't constantly asking us about what they should buy the way that you think that they would. They're actually, that's been a pretty quiet thing because they're, the, the, the shop is just surfacing that for them. So that's a really, that's an amazing change. I really like that. Me too. So excited to play more League of Legends. It's also like, I, I feel like I have a hankering. Like I just been, I'm at this point, I'm like just constantly thinking about how I want to play another game. Uh, when, and, and back in the day when I was playing, people would talk about like how addicted they were to League. And I was like, why? It's so stressful. But for some reason, at this point, I don't find League stressful anymore. Like I used to sweat playing League. And at this point, I don't. It's just so chill. It feels good, and I think it is, like you said, because of the fact that uh, just dealing with less randoms. Yeah. And, and also at this point, I'm at a point where I am willing to mute everybody. Yeah, actually, that's I'll been... I'll mute all my teammates. Val- you, know, you know what really taught me that was Valorant, actually. Valorant, yeah, exactly. Valorant, Valorant actually kind of broke that from me... Um, uh, it taught me that, like, if this to have a, a and I, I actually encur- encourage everyone to have a zero tolerance uh, uh, muting policy. If someone, especially if you're if you uh, for for a girl or or anyone else who might be harassed by the online community, uh, the second that someone says something there uh, that that even remotely is like off color. There's no reason not to just mute them because half the time, like literally most of the time that people talk, they are giving up shitty information. In Valorant, like it, it, it's, uh, you, 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 you cannot mute someone, and they're 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 kind of being a dick, and you hate the way that they sound, or they're they're just being annoying in general. And then you get to a moment where maybe you're gonna clutch, you have to clutch, and you, you all I could if they're talking and they're they're like. They're, they're, this person is late. Uh, t- use your ability. You you have your ability up. You you can't f- do the kind of focusing that you need to do at that point in time. And if someone tells you to use an ability, there's a really high chance that you will f- actually in that moment because you're so autopiloty, you might just start using it, even though you you would not do that on your own. And in that moment, you need to do things on your own because that's the only way you're going to get out of like a clutch situation is just yep. like pure instinct and people telling you garbage things uh and telling you to use your abilities or telling you uh turn around and stuff is going to just fuck with your ability to things like don't fuck up like someone said that to me recently in the game of valorant where it's like me versus four people and they just said like don't fuck up it's like what like why are you dead why are you even talking you're you're dead and this game doesn't matter i can fuck up if i want to fuck up yeah 
I don't get I I you know it it was a, it was that day with the the shitty league players also reminded me that like Valorant uh Riot in general is just a very extremely popular com- uh, company and they have uh quite a large diverse base and when you have a large diverse base there is something that will always happen and that will that is that it will the shittiest people will be the loudest and that is that is the case for literally anything in life if you just if the a, a, any anything just a club if a club gets too big any any group of people as it it starts out small it could be good and then the larger it gets it always sucks basically it always is terrible and that's that's just life um so so it's it doesn't feel like it, like 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 I, I it's almost made me appreciate also that that uh the valorance community is still not as bad as stuff like csgo or or dota which are like valve seems to garner some truly heinous communities so right on but yeah i've been really i've been really super excited about league it's it's been it's been fun um playing it again it's been fun like talking shop with people who uh are 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 interested in learning um all the 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 wild intricacies and league is certainly like one of the most fun things about league is how infinitely theory craftable it is like there's that like for every one thing that we explain in depth and teach them there's another thousands of things to learn and then there's tons of stuff that you and i you know still don't know or still struggle with so i'm glad you're liking it too because i'm into it yeah um i've been playing some other games i've been playing hitman 3 hitman um so hitman 3 is more hitman the cool thing about hitman 3 uh is that if you own hitman 1 or you own hitman 2 or you own both uh all of those levels are playable in hitman 3 uh, with visual upgrades, with any balance changes, any uh, mission progress you've done and any unlockables that you've gotten uh, in those missions have been moved over. And, and there's also just like that game is a game as a service, which means that for the last two years, they've been releasing new stuff for Hitman 2. And all of that stuff is now rolled into Hitman 3. Um, so I've been really digging that, you know, I've got my new graphics card and everything. My computer is, uh, way more powerful than it used to be. And it's so cool in Hitman because Hitman is a game where there are crowd, where you're walking through a crowd of like a hundred people. The first level is like so gorgeous where you are in like this building in Dubai where everything is glass. It's reflective. There's this area where you're walking on a path. And it's like on both sides of you, it's just like the floor is filled with water. So there's all of these like reflections off of the water and the sun is beaming through. And it is it is just visually uh, stunning. In terms of the gameplay, it's definitely just more Hitman. It's these sandboxy levels where, uh, you know, you're kind of just going in there and you're finding your own way, your own means of getting through the target. One thing that I found kind of interesting about Hitman 3 is uh, compared to the old ones is that the first two in the trilogy had these things called mission stories. And mission stories is this kind of thing where like you'll be standing around someone and they'll be like, oh, have you heard that Darwood has a appointment with this new masseuse that he hasn't seen before? Uh, You know, he's really having problems with his back. And then like y'all essentially from there, you'll get like, an indicator that's like, do you want to follow this mission story? And if you choose yes, it'll sort of point you in the direction of of all of the things that you would have to do to become the masseuse and eventually kill the target. Uh, with this game, 
they've reduced the number of mission stories in every in every mission to three. Uh, they still have all, like the mission stories are essentially in there. They're represented in different ways, but they take out like the checkpointing of and like the sort of indicators that are just like go here and do this, go here and do this. So it's kind of cool because it like you can use the mission stories that are in there, the three that they have, as a way to walk through the level for the first time. Uh, but I do feel like the mission stories kind of took away some of the like emergent opportunities or the discoverability and, and sort of like it, it took away. Yeah, I think the discoverability is the best word for it, where essentially like it handed the assassination to you on like a platter where essentially like you're just following the breadcrumbs. So the fact that now they only have three of those permission is is, I think, really neat because then it just becomes more about like finding the secret and cool kills on your own, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I dig, and I, I sort of told you about this, is because the way that they, you know, the whole game is six missions. But because of that, like, there's this incredibly high attention. To so on the first level, I was not really looking to kill anyone at the start. I was just sort of, like, bumming around, walking around. And I saw, like, these this like art installation hanging along the outside of the building and it looked like a bunch of targets. So I shot them down later on. I am doing this like uh, I'm undercover as this person's uh, guard who essentially like they hired a new bodyguard. It's my assassination target and uh, they're hiring me for the first time and they want to give me a test. So they're like, okay, I'm going to test, uh, you know, I, I want to give you a small test, but see how you do. And we walked out to where the targets were supposed to be, but I had shot them all down. And he's like, wait, what the hell happened to the targets? And my Agent 47 is like, I already took care of the target. And the guy is like, wow, you knew that this test was coming and you knocked it out. That's amazing. And then he's like, and then he says to like the secondary guard, he's like, okay, you can leave us. I want to have a one-on-one -on -one with this guy. And then, you know, obviously I just pushed him off the side of the building, but I did, I did think it was really cool how there was like this setup for the fact that like you could have already taken care of the targets. And I think that that's uh, the kind of detail that they can get to and that you can execute on just because of the fact that they hyper focus on making a few really deep levels and then, and then just, you know, making those huge and, and paying a ton of attention to detail about. It. So I'm digging it. I'm glad you're digging it. I'm glad that, it's more of the same, but it's that it's uh, good that it didn't just let you down. I'm excited. So I only played the first level, and otherwise I've been replaying some of the old levels. But the second level is this sort of clue, whodunit style, like murder mystery that's happening in this old house in Dartmoor, England, that's like heavily inspired by Knives Out. So I'm like, at the same, at one point, I'm like super eager to go and check that mission out, but I'm also. Uh, one thing that I always try to do with these Hitman games is I try to savor them. So I've, I've been trying to just savor it and, you know, play through the first mission a couple of times, check out some of the old missions, do some of the old stories. Because one thing that they do as the as this game has been out is they take levels that currently exist and they remix them. Like maybe like they'll take a level, they'll make it at night, they'll give it like a new story where instead of taking out like this... Uh, political advisor it'll be like okay you're going to take out the head of this nightclub and they're brand new mission stories brand new challenges brand new everything the only thing that's the same 
is you know the map. Um, so I've been checking out some of those, and it's good. It's a good game. Hitman 3, good game. Highly recommend it. Hell yeah. Uh, so in terms of new games, that's what I've been playing. Uh, still playing Path of Exile. I didn't talk about Ritual Get. I won't get into it, Path of Exile, but I will say uh, that this is an extremely good league. Uh, fantastic league. Among the best leagues they've ever released. Uh, the smoothest launch, uh, in spite of the fact that this has also been um, their biggest launch ever. This league, more players playing uh, Path of Exile now than ever before. So that's cool. That's always a good thing. Uh, interesting builds, interesting new um, abilities. Uh, they reworked every single Ascendancy class in the game. So lots of new stuff with that. I'm loving that. Nice. Yeah, I heard uh, some. I heard some pretty good things. I heard a lot of people were happy with it. I've heard some minor things about this, like texture streaming update. That it's been like that. Some people with older computers might be having difficulty running the game. Oh yeah, you know I'm on. I will say this is the first time where I ever felt like Path of Exile is running the way that it's supposed to be intended because my game. Because with my new computer, it's like there's no hitching. Like nothing feels laggy. Nothing feels weird. This is the first time that I feel like Path of Exile has run the way that it's supposed to. But yeah, there are some people who are having problems with uh, blurry text. Like, as you're moving through a map, like, the new textures load in and they're blurry. And uh, yeah, I can imagine that being a problem and being ugly. All right, well, for speaking of blurry textures, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, that's a, that, Ooh, yeah. damn. Yeah, I was playing a little bit of that. Um, not loving it that much i'm kind of surprised like i i was disliking it so much that i was looking at reviews and just wondering why i felt this way and uh i i feel like donkey's review or whatever he calls kind of reviews is the most accurate to the way that i'm feeling where uh they they added uh it it, it starts off so strong everyone loves the bombing mission in final fantasy 7 do you ever play final fantasy 7 nope Okay. Well, there's, I mean, like, there's just the 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 initial part of it, like, blew my mind. As it, it was one of the most like am, amazing, impressive moments in video gaming, and maybe, and and especially just just the way it stuck with me and nostalgically is is one of the coolest moments of any video game. It's just it's such it starts off so strong, and the music is so incredible, and the graphics at the time looked incredible, and they do this so much justice. I like I I I've heard a lot of other people talking about just how um, there's things that look so good, especially. Especially when you're when you first start playing the game, uh, just the idea of Shinra is the city that Final Fantasy VII initially starts out in, and there's these kind of I think there's eight of these like metal plates that kind of every that everyone with money um, kind of lives on, and then underneath the metal plates are these like slums that people live, and they basically when you look up you just see the tops of these metal plates, and how uh, in the actual um, in Final Fantasy VII, the original one, that that was more conceptual, and it, it was hard to, obviously, it, like kind of impossible to show that off. And uh, in Final Fantasy VII Remake, you can just, especially when you first start going down to the slums, you can just look up and, and how gorgeous it is and how incredible it is that they kind of realized something that was more just being told to you that was true, and you weren't able to really see it, and they, they really like realized that. But um, after the initial run where, uh, the initial bombing run, which is this thing where you're like blowing up this reactor, it's the very first thing you do is you're, you're, you play as Cloud Strife, the very, have you ever heard of him? Um, uh, and you join this, uh, and you're, you're already with the, the, it kind of starts off in media res. You're, you've joined, 
uh, avalanche, this terrorist group that is bombing these reactors because the com- the it's a an e- evil company that run that is basically a corporation that is the government. It's basically like real life, and uh, they're they're using their, the energy source uh, Mako is uh, the planet's literal lifeblood. So they're draining the planet's little life, literal lifeblood, and it's destroying the planet uh, for to as uh, to use for energy. So Avalanche wants to destroy their the reactors. Um, the initial thing is the initial setup is pretty strong. The combat I feel like is a good blueprint. It makes me think that Final Fantasy I think it's gonna be sixteen, right? I think Final Fantasy sixteen will be uh, one of the best Final Fantasies in years in like a decade. People will absolutely love it. Um, it will it will get really high marks and it will generally be that's that's what I should have added to the uh, the uh, predictions podcast is that the new Final Fantasy is gonna come out this year and be incredible. Um, so that that start that ends and then you go to the slums and it, it just it all falls apart. Uh, there's horrible texture popping from then on and they have you doing these like absolutely boring. Um, uh, 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 quests that are like this little girl wants you to ha- find four cats and it's there's no payoff for it there's no it just you're just having to do it it's just busy work and it starts to really fall apart from there and the voice acting just is a little grating is a little over the top and the Tetsuya Nomura the Kingdom Hearts guy worked on this and injected a lot of mysticism and crazy psychological stuff that wasn't really in the first one and it it just i don't think it works and it it it, and i don't really like it It, it's it it, i i don't know how this this will work going forward it feels like it took way too long for this game to come out and it feels kind of like you see the stretch marks of the development hell process so I, I have such a hard... And the, most people who like Final Fantasy VII will probably tell you that the best part of Final Fantasy VII is just Shin, is just the the uh, Shinra area. It's just the initial town and city you're in. And then after that, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's such a high point for the beginning. So it feels kind of weird that there's, there's like... They, they'd probably have to make like five other games after this to tell the rest of the story if they want to spend as much time as they did... Uh, blowing the initial portion of this game up into like a 30 hour uh, game and it's the part that everyone loves and I, I just don't see it. So I don't know I wonder I wonder what, where they'll go from here. I wonder if they even want to continue telling the story. Um, in, in a little bit more uh, better news, I've been playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which I think oh, is yeah. which I think is phenomenal and I've been putting a lot of time into it and it, and it's I, it's been really enjoyable the more t- uh, time that I put into it. Uh, I didn't play Ori and the Blind, uh, no, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I, I don't know if I said something different, but it's Ori and the Blind Forest was the first uh, Ori. And I, I didn't play it, uh, and I have heard that it doesn't hold up as much and that, that uh, it doesn't look nearly as good as uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And I would say that this is, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps is, is, is such a, uh incredibly good-looking game. Um, it's a Metroidvania game. Um, it's, it's very, very Metroidvania-y. And it takes place in this gorgeous kind of like lush, mystical, magical forest with all these magical creatures and characters and stuff like that. And it's got a constant orchestral back uh, uh, soundtrack that really works for it. Um, the uh, animations and you know particles and everything is just one. Of, it's some of the best. It's one of the best looking two D games I've ever seen. Uh, I don't even know if if there is a, a better there ha, there maybe there is and I can't think of it but it might be one of the best if not the best looking 2D game I've ever seen um, and it's it's just really it's it's such a delight to play actually 
it's so it, it it is such a constantly giving sort of game like every time i'm as i'm playing i just keep getting uh it, it, I, i've i've wanted to play a good metroidvania for a long time and this is just you know ticking off those boxes but just in the best way like it 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 uh it, it feels awesome how often you see that area or that thing that you can't interact with yet and then you figure it out or you get the uh, new upgrade and how much it just makes you want to rerun over the entire map and go back to places where you remembered seeing these kind of things that you couldn't interact with before. Uh, they have great story. It's actually uh, a pretty good as far as uh, story beats go. Just They do a lot with a little. Um, just uh, not like tons of dialogue or anything. Just very uh simple moments and simple characters but they get a lot of they they put a lot of heart into them if that makes sense like it's like very sure. uh simplistic almost like children's storybookish but um much more mature with a lot of mature themes that are that are that are and it's it's definitely like a dark game it 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 balances that like light and darkness a lot with a lot of dark things happening and some really dark and kind of stress inducing areas and then the, these bright areas that uh, that also are just like really fun to play in. I think that one of the things that makes it the most special and makes it kind of differentiates it uh, against other Metroidvania in in my mind is uh, the movement. Actually, uh, I think movement is something that is so key to feeling good in a lot of games. Like there's some games that. Uh, I feel like people just want to play because the the movement is so good and and just like platformers or uh, a Metroidvania for in this case where where you feel so like hyper mobile and it feels so fun just to play it and and like be able to control the character as well as you can and they do just such a good job with it the the way that they kind of have you um, moving around in this game is crazy like you just get this insanely long dash you get just you like pretty quickly you just get like super long dashes wall climbing triple jumping um you you get areas where you're not touching the ground for like a really long time you you have like similar to like i guess cuphead and maybe the and probably the original uh ori um this kind of like parry called a bash where if any if an enemy sends a projectile to you or even if they get too close you can bounce off of them so there ends up being a lot of areas where it's like just the entire um, uh, the, the the ceiling and the floor is covered in like thorns or lava or something, and you're just not touching the ground. You're just bouncing from projectile to enemy and just like jumping on and just it feels so fluid. It works so well in most. And they have such cool like generally Metroidvania additions. And that I've heard that the uh, original one really suffered with combat. That combat was kind of a slog. And for this one, the combat is really good. It's really uh, and it, they do an excellent job with 2D combat, which is something that I've always feel like uh, companies struggle with. But but that they they really have made it like animation wise and the the way so, that so better than uh, what's that one Hollow Knight? Yeah, I mean I I fell off of Hollow Knight really quick. I I, I just kept wanting to like Hollow Knight because I've heard such good things. Um, but the uh, art style, though though um, very unique, kind of didn't appeal to me. A lot of it was like very dark and dreary, and the difference between the areas didn't really pop. And when I was getting the upgrades, the upgrades didn't feel as exciting. Um, uh, there's just there's just something that 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 clicks for me with Ori, uh, where just everything that I that I used to love about Metroidvania is, is here, and I really haven't had a good experience with the Metroidvania game in years. And and I'm, so I'm just loving that. I'm just loving going back to that whole like extremely dense 
it's an extreme like the map is so dense and there's there's so many like nooks and crannies to find um like extra things extra additions to combat extra additions to just the the like more money to buy crazy upgrades for your characters that, that, that you're like constantly being rewarded it almost reminds me of like of like breath of the wild a little bit in that sense that that uh every area is just so dense that that even like going through it a couple times the 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 first time i go through it uh and then later on as i get more abilities going back through older areas i didn't realize like how much things i was i was missing or how much things that i now how many new areas i i can unlock from those old areas uh so i've been i've been loving it i've been it's 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 really really fun i've I've played like 10 hours i've heard it's like a third around a 30 hour kind of game um, and I've been, I've been trying to do like every single thing along the way. I've been doing all like the little side stuff and backtracking in old areas to get the currency and everything. So I've been having a You're blast playing with on that. a PC or on switch. I, I'm actually, I'm playing on PC and I, I, I think a lot of 2d games I, uh, I use the, uh, con- I use a controller for, uh, Hades, I use a controller for, and Ori, I would actually say works perfectly it, with mouse and keyboard. Like absolutely okay. perfectly with mouse and keyboard. Like you do not need to uh, switch up. Uh, I I feel like it is it is it, again. It's 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 a it's one of those like perfectly tight controlling games, and it doesn't ask so much of you. It's not like a like a um, Super Meat Boy where every single jump is um, like pixel perfect, but. Uh, it does have like they do ask like generally some pr- pretty tight platforming um, uh, th- th- like things from you and that but it feels like you're you're capable of it because the the control is so good the game is okay. so fluid and your like options are so interesting and diverse so and, and I think that's like I think it's like twenty five thirty dollars it's it's really worth it and it's definitely worth buying it on Steam I think that it controls great with the mouse and keyboard and it Any looks gorgeous um. Just playing. I've been playing more Genshin. I love it, uh, and I don't really want to talk that much about it. Uh, there's a, a big new uh, content update because that's what mobile games do, and I'm pretty excited for that. And uh, just playing tons of Valorant and League, and I love. Uh, I like Yoru a lot. I think he's he's been he's split our friend group a little bit. Some people hate him, but uh, I think that more people are more used to him now that he feels like less horse shitty. Um, the times that he does succeed yeah. in like teleporting behind you you feel like you you understand why he did it and i've been having a blast with him actually he's been a he's been i think he's been a strong addition to the game i don't think he's a very good character uh but i think he's fun i think he's pretty good i i i i, I another thing that i have been pretty happy about in uh, uh valorant is that i think brimstone got a lot more fun and i think that was oh, that's true it feels like they added a new character with him alone right yeah uh also the uh i've been seeing a lot of crazy sage setups and the new split is actually uh has some some wild uh sage off angles and uh i feel like there's starting to be a little bit of good diversity okay yeah, like it, it does feel like you can. It feel especially. It feels like you can get away with Brimmer Omen now, which is so important because it used to only be Omen, and that smoke roll was getting a little bit. It was it was like a league support kind of thing. Like it was getting a little bit uh, long in the tooth to be the last one to pick and be forced into playing Omen because you couldn't play Brimstone. And now Brimstone... Omen's fine. Omen's fine but Omen like, is fine, but I don't... You get, you get tired of it eventually. Omen is fine, but if I'm going to be forced onto support, uh, onto um, Smoke, I, that doesn't bother me. I still get to play with the guns and everything, but 
I didn't want to just always play Omen, and I, I feel like Brim is adding a lot to the game. I, I love the way his stim beacon works right now. It's really yeah. empowering, and when you're... And, he, and Brim feels like the better attacker smoker. Like, when you're running in, and your team gets five stimmed up, and you just the, the, the sound the guns make when they're firing at that, like, increased rate is just... They're scary. It, it makes people, like, move off the site sometimes. So yeah. I've, been, I've been having a really good time with him. All right. Well, I got to run to the bathroom, so we got to cut this podcast. Yeah, we can end this. Now, uh, WTDG Podcast, that's what you're listening to. It's on WTDGpodcast.com. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on any of those services you like. And you can find us on Twitter, at sign WTDG Podcasts, for the latest updates on when the podcasts go live. Thank you, Ryan Galloway and Bumper for the music of music. We use the intro and outro. You can get it off the new album, uh, Pop Songs 2020. You can find them on YouTube, where you can find links to all their merch. I just finally I got, got their shirt. I just got, I got the, merch. the merch. I got the merch finally. I got the shirt. I got the uh, the the album, and uh, I'm set to go. Looks great. Feels great. It's great. Buy WTDG. The stocks are low. Hold. Hold. Why? When are we going to be? W? Is is there? Oh my God! Is there a, a WTDG? A stock that is WTDG publicly traded. I'm looking for it right now. WTDG. Nope. Oh fuck! We're on the stock market, James. We gotta get. We gotta get publicly traded. We gotta get publicly traded so we can pump and dump and ride this wave to the moon, to the moon and beyond. And you know what? I think to the moon. That's what we got for 2021. Oh, I like it. I, I like it because hopefully this this whole this popular stocks era works out for us and i want to be optimistic 2021 i'm feeling more optimistic this year than ever before so i'm gonna say 2021 wtdg podcast to the moon to the moon thank you bye now